0: Dude, September already. You know what that means? What? College football. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) About time. I'm rocking my shirt. I'm actually going to the game this weekend. I forgot
1: to tell you that. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm hoping to go... um, For those of you who didn't see, Cody's rocking a Georgia Tech uh, shirt. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to say that. Which is kind of our mutual team. Like, it's kind of sad. I didn't go to Tech. Cody went to Tech. But it's kind of a family football team that we cheer for like i have license plate covers on my car that are georgia tech so i don't even represent my own school um but i am hoping to go to an asu game i think later this month we maybe go to uh one in a few weeks so but very excited that college football is back
0: yeah and maybe georgia tech
1: will have a winning record you never know <laughs> <laughs> i doubt it um yeah. but uh yeah and uh
0: georgia tech i've been I've been a huge Georgia Tech fan, but uh, ASU is probably my my second. Um, Thank you. because my boy it. went to ASU. Um, got to occasionally, represent. I'll uh, cheer for Tennessee. Um, I just got some friends that are Tennessee fans, and our grandmother is a big Tennessee fan. Yeah, so they lose a lot,
1: so not a lot to cheer for.
0: Sorry, no. Tennessee fans. So I cheer for Tennessee about as much as I cheer for Tech, you know, the three times they win a
1: year. Yeah. Um, and then ASU sometimes gets three or four, so... Yeah, it's you not know. bad. As you see, we're, we're very, uh, we don't go after the winners in our, uh, no. <laughs> in our, uh, um, in our uh, school routing. So yeah, we definitely don't, uh, don't just follow the bandwagon. We're, uh, um, we're kind of in those teams that are kind of stuck all the time. So, yeah, but should be a good year. It's exciting that at least we got some sort of, um, you know, a lot of teams back. You know this year mm. As opposed to last year Which was a little limited So But yeah Definitely exciting But it, it is kind of hard to believe That it's almost 2022 Like that's just crazy
0: Yeah Like we're three months I just months got away. used
1: to writing 2021 On months. like the red yeah. checks Yeah And You know I'm gonna have that scribbled out One writing in a two Or making the <laughs> One into, into, a, into two. a two
0: Yeah Yeah it's a little bit that's harder Than turning
1: rough. a Zero Into a one but it may not be as hard no you Just kind of fill that. it in <laughs> Yeah <laughs> That's pretty much all You're gonna have to do It's like, I'm still not uh, over 2020 totally, but
0: yeah, I know. Right. right. 2020 is like etched in my brain. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. We're not a college football podcast, even though we might turn into one. That'd be fun. May start one. Uh, Who knows? We're going to get into, I actually want to ask you a question before we get started on the topic we wanted to talk about. Um, I was reading a subreddit. um, It's called fire, uh, financially independent, retire early. And these are people that, I mean, they invest crazy amounts. They go, I mean, their margin is huge. They don't spend money at all. Um, Their goal is just to retire really um, soon. And uh, on the list, they were talking about just what's that one thing that you're just crazy frugal about that other people might think you're insane. So I was going to ask you, do you have one thing that you're just really frugal about that other people think is kind of crazy?
1: The one thing I'm frugal about oof i'm trying to think i gotta tell
0: you mine mine is haircuts i don't get them
1: oh see i i, I do
0: yeah do you cut your own hair cody
1: no or does my your mom
0: uh my mom cuts my hair like oh okay
1: every other because i know your so. mom did
0: hair um yeah
1: yeah so I'm trying to i've think tried i've tried it once
0: myself and that was terrible
1: yeah uh, that's i'm just too hair. worried i'm too nervous i'm gonna mess it up if i do that yeah <laughs> um trying to think one thing I'm crazy frugal about. So just, I guess more than your average person on these. So most people that like are, um, somewhat living on a budget, they'll understand this. Um, but compared to most people, I don't eat out a ton. Um, Mm. my wife and I really like to eat out. So this actually August, we did not do well. We uh, ate out way too much, but compared to most people, they're like, you only eat out that much, you know, they're, Pretty surprised Mm -hmm. because they're going out all the time. And then the other thing is. um, Maybe I just say cars like I'm not super like frugal in that, but I just don't go out and spend a bunch on. Brand new cars. Yeah. Um, Which most people are surprised by, like most people are surprised that I buy a used car. Um, But I guess that's crazy frugal for them but for me that's just a smart decision but so i don't know if i have anything that i'm just crazy frugal about um i'm not like those people that reuse um paper towels or (laughs) you know really don't coupon a lot um so yeah i don't know if we're really crazy frugal we're kind of just average frugal that's described our if we could describe our budget we're average frugal Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's our category. (laughs) That's kind of what I thought. I was trying to think of something that I would think
0: you'd be frugal on. I was thinking maybe eating eating out or something like that.
1: Yeah. Um, Which I think it's average. Like most people, like when you look at how much it costs you to eat out versus eating at home, it's like, oh, okay, that just makes sense. Yeah. But I'm not like I'm not the nickel and dime kind of a frugal person. Right. Yeah.
0: When we uh, uh, my wife and I share a lot when we go out to eat. When we do. So sometimes we'll just order like one meal and, and share it. Uh so that I
1: guess you could consider that frugal. Um you should we check try out the subreddit that. though. Say what? Sorry, I, I was gonna say we we've tried to do that, but usually I just eat way too much. So usually I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I just want it depends another one. On the restaurant. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We have one Italian restaurant, we can do that. Okay. Well at least find yeah, a good dude. uh This subreddit was weird because like There were some crazy things I had never even thought of. One guy was saying that he just
1: wouldn't use trash bags. Trash bags? I don't understand that. How much do trash bags cost? (laughs) Like, do they cost that much that you're saving? And how do you, what does he put his, does he just, does he just dump the trash in the trash bin and then just dump it out? Yeah.
0: He would like, he said he would align it or align the uh, the edge of the trash barrel with, say, like, uh, reused paper or, um, paper products or anything, and then, and then pour the trash in, then just dump it, I guess.
1: i trying to like explain a lot of, He, he also said that
0: he reused like Ziploc bags and, and, you know, mayonnaise jars and things like that. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you wash it out, but, and that's interesting trash bags. I don't know if I've ever heard that one. I've no, like, you know, you see those, you remember those like crazy frugal people. I think that a show on like TLC or something back in the day. But it was like, you know, people that would like use a paper towel and then like line dry it (laughs) like to get more out of it. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, and crazy stuff like that. Um, Man, that's just a lot to save just a little bit, in my opinion. Like, I don't know. I still want to have a somewhat normal functioning life.
0: Yeah, I remember that show. There was a um, I remember watching one guy. He would only buy expired meats. That's a risky
1: game. And there was this one family
0: of like eight that would... they would do. Uh, they would w- draw one tub full of water, and everybody would reuse. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Uh-uh. I know oh, no. that, that's uh-uh. disgusting. <laughs> no. <laughs> like only the mom and dad like got fresh water. Like all the kids just jumped in and out. and They had like five
1: minutes, and I'm just like, uh. Uh-uh. uh mm, That's how you get much. some funky diseases right there. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is how you get, <laughs> especially a bat. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I don't yeah, know right. why. That, like that water got doesn't me. cost that much. Yeah. Uh, man, mm, no, yeah. I'm anyway,
0: good. we'll get back on topic. Uh, so we were going to talk about, um, opportunity cost, but more specifically kind of opportunity cost to you more, more of a, a personal, what is that value to you? Uh, cause we can talk about the standard definition. I'll go ahead and, uh, and pull it up and read the standard
1: definition of opportunity cost. Uh, let me grab that right quick. Get that, uh, dictionary definition.
0: Yeah, on um, investopedia.com. dot uh, it says the uh, opportunity costs represent the potential benefits an individual investor or business misses out when choosing one alternative over another. Kind of vague, but pretty good ex- description. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I think this is something we've talked about before, uh, but kind of want to go into more detail um, on a few different elements, um, you know, of it. As just we've kind of learned ourselves, or kind of, you know, sometimes you. You know, maybe think something, but really, you know, once you put uh, a conversation to it and put some thought into it, you can kind of develop it and really um, understand it um, better. So I think, you know, going with that definition and how we've used it before, um, you know, with opportunity cost, it's if you choose option A, then you can't choose option B. That's pretty much the premise. So if you spend $100 on this thing, that means you don't have that $100 to use for something else. It's a pretty simple like concept, it makes sense. And usually what we have talked about um, you know with this is if you spend in my example $100 now, then you lose out mostly the time we talk about investing with opportunity cost and we say, well if you would invest it at 8% over 20 30 years here's what you have and then we always look at that number um and say oh wow you could have you know this is how much you'd have if that money was invested and that's usually what we use opportunity cost for um would that kind of be your definition as well cody of like at least how we've said it in the past or at least how you think about Mm -hmm. it like do you consider it um you know just between maybe two options or is your other option when you think about opportunity cost, always investing it. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's always been investing for me. Yeah.
0: Um, Just because when I see um, a purchase, I always think of numbers. So when I see a purchase, I always see like what that could be down Mm -hmm. the road. Um, But uh, I like what you said. Opportunity cost is I get a, and I don't get B, or if I don't get a, I I can get B. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's a, lot more broad description. And that's a good thing because we're going to talk a little bit about kind of what opportunity cost could mean to you and how maybe just because you could have this, you know, this growth or this, this opportunity to purchase down the road that may not be what's best for you. Mm. And, um, right. Yeah. I always think of it like that, that investing, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of just the definition I grew up knowing.
1: Um, yeah. I think that's I, for a lot and maybe what we've used. And so um, one of the reasons I, you know, I brought up this topic for us to um, discuss today. So a few weeks ago, my wife and I decided to do a small weekend getaway. We hadn't done one in a bit and we like to do one every, um, you know, maybe once or twice. Yeah, I'd probably say about twice a year. We'll just do a small one or two night getaway just us, um, you know, and it's not too expensive. So it's something we can kind of do on a whim um just kind of on a month. And so we really enjoy doing that. And so we were um we decided to go get some coffee, go to a little coffee shop, um, and just kind of enjoy some time uh talking. And one of the things we we discussed and kind of uh developed a little bit in our own mind is that oftentimes we we think of opportunity cost in terms of dollars, but a lot um a lot of times there's things that maybe just bring more value to us even if the dollar amounts are the same. And, and what I mean by that is the, the coffee that we bought and we bought a muffin, shout out muffins, it was fire. It um, was <laughs> a really good muffin. Um, it may have cost the same if I would have just, let's say, stopped on the way to work and got a coffee and muffin, versus in that instance, gotten a coffee and muffin. It's the same price, But for me, it was worth more because I was able to enjoy this experience with my wife. We were able to sit down and chat. So if, let's just say, I only had the money to do one or the other, stop on my way to work or enjoy the time with my wife, well, it brings more value to me to spend the time with my wife versus just pick it up quick on the way to work. So even Mm. though it costs the same, if I only have the opportunity to do one, one of them brings me more value than the other. Again, even though the cost is the same. So that's one thing I wanted to, to mention is that if we think of it just with dollars, I think that it's, it's kind of one dimensional to how, mm-hmm. what opportunity cost is. I think it's also value for what you get out of it. Um, and so one, sometimes I think we maybe don't think about that. So we spend the money on the little things maybe throughout the week and don't make small sacrifices, but then we we don't even realize that we don't get to do the things that actually would bring us more value, even if they cost the same. Um which is, you know, something I, I don't think we've quite put into words in describing, but I think it could be a very powerful thing of trying to realize not only is what's the greatest return for your mm-hmm. opportunity cost. But also, just what means more to you? if one means more than the other, then maybe that's what you should lean towards spending your money on and kind of think about if I spend my money on this thing, maybe I miss out on an opportunity to do something that actually means more to me, even if it's the same dollar amount associated with that. Um, so what are your thoughts on that, Cody? Do you agree with me? Uh, it's fine if you disagree, um, but do you think it's kind of those are the kind of the two dimensions of opportunity costs at least from what we're discussing now you've got the money side of it and then you've also got well actually what brings more value to you right like
0: what do you And think those that? can in my opinion those can and i agree by the way uh those can kind of come together at some points oh, so yeah. um it may be best in your best interest to not get that cup of coffee every morning so that way you do have because you have the opportunity to invest that, and then that could turn into something great down the road. One of the uh, first things we ever posted when we created the Will and Cody uh, Instagram accounts was just a little thing about if you had not bought, I think it was like a three dollar coffee or a five dollar coffee every day, mm-hmm. and what that would look like if you invested it. That's one side of opportunity cost. But what you're saying is there's nothing wrong. And by the way, when we posted that there's nothing wrong with getting a cup of coffee. Yeah, we weren't that. That wasn't what we were trying to say. We were just trying to say prioritize. Yeah. You know, when you go get a cup of coffee in the morning, me personally, coffee is to give me energy. So I'm not really going to enjoy that caramel soy latte that cost me $5 as much in the morning as I could, like what you said, sitting down with your wife, having a good um, weekend getaway and spending the money there. Mm. So wouldn't it be better to just deal with the black cup of coffee that comes out of your coffee pot every morning or your keurig, keurig if you're fancy yeah and invest that and and have that opportunity cost but occasionally going to get a cup of coffee in a more meaningful situation hmm. so i like i like what you're saying there, there is two sides kind of to the coin of opportunity cost um there's also the um issue with you know opportunity cost is not necessarily always a good thing the idea that right this amount of money or this certain thing could be more valuable down the road is not always a good thing. I'm just going to use for an example, the emergency fund. Mm-hmm. If you've got a lump sum of money sitting there, we both know inflation is hitting that hard and right. it would be better. Uh, inve- if it was invested, it would turn into a lot more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, we both know the emergency fund is not an investment. It's insurance. And therefore it has it's, serving a purpose. So opportunity cost is not necessarily something that we need to be worrying about in this certain instance.
1: Right. And so there's just a kind of another flip side to looking at that. No, that's true. I mean, I think, um, we can sometimes, especially people that think like you and I, Cody, as far as numbers, we can get so focused on opportunity cost that that's kind of the driving factor in a lot of our decisions when I think of what you're saying is like, it's not, it it shouldn't be in every decision. Um, So it shouldn't be in your case, like if you've got money set aside for emergencies, if you invest it, that's not what the purpose for it was. You know, that's Mm -hmm. not the opportunity that you set that aside for. Um, So just cause an opportunity makes, you know, a little more return doesn't mean that that's actually fulfilling what you designed it to do um and so i think that is a good thought and then also you know just knowing the balance as well um you know between really what you value i think you can get kind of so ca- so caught up in you know sacrificing for later opportunities that you don't like take advantage of opportunities now that i think could be worth more in some instances than opportunities later um so i think there's a fine balance with that um And so I don't, I'm not one of those people that I want to, I don't want to live my life for 40 years down the road or 30 years. You know what I mean? I don't want to just sacrifice everything so that maybe I can enjoy some free time later. Like I want to still enjoy my time now. So I think there's a balance to that as in all things, um, where I don't want to just focus on opportunity cost. And so I'm going to live as bare minimum as possible. And like, you know, barely exist in the hopes that I could, you know, make the most of my money later. Right. Yeah. And the comment I'm going to make on that is, uh, you know,
0: the we we talk about we kind of pick on the fire people. You know, the financial independents retire early.
1: These are people that we pick just, on them. I mean, I admire well, what they're you know, doing. That's impressive. Yeah. But, yeah. I <laughs> would.
0: I would personally like. I'm. I'm a little bit more of. I wouldn't mind doing that. But there's still times when I would love to do something like go to my favorite football team on the weekend. Right. right. And um. And that sometimes their points are just a little bit extreme. So, one thing I like to think of is when we look at what's important, we definitely need to put our margin towards investing. So, I'm not saying that we shouldn't invest. We should definitely be investing. We're doing it regularly. We should be making sure our retirement accounts are set up, our 529 plans are set up for our kids. We're putting in enough to reach those certain numbers. We know when we want to retire. And if it's earlier than planned, we need to be putting in more. But there may still be some extra margin there. It's okay. If you have a little bit left after that to put it towards something now. Mm. And I think that's where that balance comes in mm. is making sure that you're still set up. If you have margin and you're not putting it towards debt or investing it, there's some severe opportunity cost wasted if you're putting that towards something else. Right. right. So we definitely recommend going into that. You need to sit, make sure that your future is set up. But what is... Let's say your your number's $2 million to retire. Mm-hmm. If I didn't go to this football game this weekend or if I didn't go on that weekend trip and I had invested that, you know, a couple hundred dollars or $80, or whatever it is, what is that going to look like when I retire? Probably a couple thousand dollars. What does that look like to $2 million, right? That's not, exactly. it's not that much. It's not really going to make or break. So to me, it might be better to just enjoy that moment with family, with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, something that may not, I may not have the opportunity to go to again or something like that, that may be better spent. However, we do have to think of our priorities. What happens if I'm not investing? I still have debt. I don't have an emergency fund. Maybe it's not smart mm-hmm. to go to these things, to do these things until those things are set up. So right. we still need to look at the future. We still need to put away gratification and keep opportunity cost in mind, especially when we need to be setting ourselves up for retirement um our kids college anything Mm -hmm. anything that may be a goal but beyond that there's nothing wrong with maybe looking and saying okay yes there's opportunity cost yes this could look like a little bit more down the road but this is important to me and i think Mm -hmm. that i would rather enjoy it now so in some sense we're saying yes you should enjoy the moment when for a while we've been saying don't enjoy the moment look to the future but we're saying if your future's already set up, there's nothing wrong with taking time and enjoying the now. Exactly. So it, there's that balance, and that balance, I believe, is where your fifteen percent of your income is going into retirement, your debts are paid, your emergency fund's full, your five twenty nine plans for your kids are are going strong, and things are looking good. Then there's nothing wrong with going on a vacation, mm. taking a weekend, you know, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I totally agree because I think um, you're still prioritizing what your future. You're still prioritizing what you want to do later. Um, and you're setting yourself up for success. So you're not, um, doing the things now that would put detriment to those goals. Mm -hmm. But I think you're right within the boundaries of what you've set up and the goals that you've made. There's a lot of wiggle room. And I think that the point you made that that stands out to me a lot is the point about like, let's say your goal was to save 2 million and then you can, then you'll be financially free You do whatever you want. Um, The difference between two million and $10,000 versus just two million, like it doesn't Mm -hmm. seem that big of a gap there. So maybe it is more worthwhile to actually spend the money now and enjoy, um, you know, a small moment because in the grand scheme of things, is it going to mean all that much to you later? So -hmm. I think that's the balance we have to strike. And I think, you know, and I think we wish things are going to be clear cut and we could just give, you know, people an answer as far as this is what you need to do. But I think it's really based on what their, what, you know, each individual's priorities are. Because if you really want to do something big later and you just want to have as much invested as possible, then okay, maybe you do that. But also for everyday people like me and you, maybe there's a balance we strike where, man, we really want to be aggressive at, investing because we see the power, the opportunity costs that you can have, you know, where you're seeing things, you know, multiply by, you know, year over year. It could be, it's like, you know, what do they say? You know, it's one of the wonders of the world is compound interest. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you can see all you could do, but at the same time, there's so many opportunities today and now and this year that you could take advantage of that may be worth more to you than the dollar amount that you can gain later. So I, I think you can't, you know, you can't think of it just mathematically of like, well, it's worth more later, but this opportunity might not happen again. So you might've wished you just took the opportunity, you know, enjoyed the money a little bit, again, not to the detriment of your long-term goals. Um, but I think there is some, you know, some wiggle room in that. Yeah. Something I see a lot on social media uh, if
0: you follow, you know, big gurus like Dave Ramsey, Robert Kiyosaki, um, in the comments, you'll see some people that are very skeptical of what they're saying. And they'll be like, well, I don't want to put all my money to investing. I want to live my life now. And, you know, there's there's a problem with that. If you're not set up, mm. but there's nothing wrong with that. If you are set up financially. And I think that's one of the problems that people have is when they see this, it, it, it sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot to be able to invest 15% to be able to have paid off your debts to have an emergency fund. That's three to six months for expenses. Like that seems mm. crazy, but if you take it step by step, you'll get there eventually. It may take you a couple of years. You know, it took us a little while. Mm. And once you get that light at the end of the tunnel, these things that are now that that you can enjoy now start to pop up and you can say, Oh, we can do that. Yeah. You know, wow. You know, we have 50 bucks extra in the budget for this, for this month. Well, what do we do about it? Well, we can Mm -hmm. go out, you know, we could go do stuff that we didn't think we could do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so people saying that, you know, Oh, I don't want to worry about retirement. I want to live now, you know, Oh, well I could have a nice car now. it's, it's frustrating because you could have a nice car now. You could do those things now. You just need to make sure you're set up for your future. Mm-hmm. and it's, you know and it's not that you need to invest everything and you don't need to live your life. It's just certain things. It's very simple, basic financial principles: 15 percent of your income. you know, stay away from debt, pay off your debts, emergency fund. like it's not, it's not that difficult. So when I see those comments, it just feels like... They don't quite understand that, you know, we, we get to, we don't get to do everything we want to do, but we get to do some things that we enjoy. Right.
1: Right. And and I think, yeah, one element that maybe you're you're talking about, um, is in uh, finance, we talk about freedom a lot. We talk about the freedom that money can provide. Um, and I think we, a lot of times think about that delayed freedom, uh, of, well, down the road. But I think to your point, there's actually a lot of freedoms that open up in the now when you start taking care of your finances. So mm-hmm. I think what you're saying is if you even start taking care of things now, sure, there's going to be a little bit of sacrifice, but you're actually fine. There's more opportunities when you have things taken care of. Um, and so I'd agree with that point, you know, that it's not all delayed. And one thing too, like, um, I saw somebody um, post this on Twitter the other day, but like the the coffee example that you brought up of like you know here's how much your coffee could be worth you know in 30 years if you didn't buy a coffee every day like that's the typical finance uh, um, analogy for opportunity cost. Somebody was saying, well if you're if you've got this much invested and you're still you know you're making this much a year and you're vest- investing like 25 percent of your income or whatever, buy the stinking coffee like. You are Mm -hmm. fine. You can afford to have some coffee, you know, whatever, and do those little things. And I think that's what the thing is. Like, If you take care of the big things, then those smaller things open up and are not that as big of a deal. But when you're not doing anything, those small things can really add up. And so I think once you get kind of your priorities set and you get the big things in place, then with the rest of it, you've got a lot of wiggle room where you can just say, I'd rather spend it on this. Great. Like, let's do that. Um, You know, it's not as locked in of like, you know, once you, you know, where you have to worry about things not being taken care of, because once you get Mm -hmm. that plan set with the rest, you know, to your point, rest of margin that you want to spend, do whatever you want, whatever brings the most value to you. If you want to delay it till later and do something big, do it. If it, you know, an opportunity comes up and you would rather just, you know, it means more to you now then I think that's, you know, becomes a possibility versus if you do nothing, I don't think you have those opportunities. I think you'll, you know, you'll find once you kind of get behind and, um, you know, realize all the catching up you have to do those other opportunities really start to limit themselves. Um, and it Mm -hmm. becomes then where you have to focus on, you know, the other stuff. So instead of, you know, Kind of uh, setting your own priorities, it becomes a priority for you. You have to do it; right. otherwise, it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. So you're going to yeah, get when you so have behind. margin. There's light at the end of the tunnel for your goals. And I'm not saying like all goals. You know, I'm probably not going to ever own a yacht. I'm yeah, not going to, you know, unless you change your star. definition of yacht. You know, yeah, that's fair. I might get like a model yacht or something crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, but like if uh, let's say there's just some crazy vacation or a trip that my wife and I say we want to take. It may take a while to save up for. I'm talking years. But if we've got margin, we've got a light at the end of the tunnel. We can actually get Mm -hmm. to there. But if I don't have these things set up and we go, oh, you know what? We only live once. Let's go ahead and take that trip. When we get back from that trip, we could be in a lot of debt. We could have not invested. We could be in serious trouble that completely hurts our future. Mm -hmm. So when we say like freedom, what's nice is, you know, we're not like financially free. That's a little bit different. Financially free means that (laughs) money's taken care of, you know, you're, you're going to live on your investments. Now that's, that's for retirement. But if you're consistently investing and you keep your job or whatever your income sources are, then you can have that freedom to go do that trip, Mm. to go do those things. So, you know, there is a big difference between financially free and having freedom. And we, uh, we do use those interchangeably sometimes. Uh, but there is the, ability to be more free now and have freedom and do whatever you want with your money
1: yeah so i think you know big idea what we kind of covered is that you know opportunity cost is good i think i like it as far as making decisions because you can um you know kind of see, kind of way out would i rather have that much later or this you know this opportunity now um look at it as value as well as dollars. So what's worth more to you, even if it's the same dollar amount? So, you know, don't just think of it. Well, I'm just spending this dollar amount. Well, think what's actually worth more to you. Um, And then I say, you know, have a balance with looking at it. Like I personally sometimes would think too much on opportunity cost when it shouldn't matter. Like I need to enjoy some of, you know, this now. And my wife helps me with that. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. she helps me see like it's, it's worth more now. Let's just enjoy it and certain, you know, certain things. So I think those would be kind of the, my main, um, you know, takeaways um, from our discussion today is like, you know, I think it's good, but in, in balance, that wouldn't be the only measure I'd use in making um, a, a purchase choice. Right.
0: Yeah. You could use opportunity cost for any purchase, anything that, that you spend money on. And sometimes that's just not healthy. I do it all the time. I open up the investment calculator and I say, oh, well that, this could have been something, could have been this. And, you know, it's a good thing to keep in your mind. It's a good way to push away those things that actually aren't that important that we just waste money on, but it's not healthy to do it all the time. And, uh, you know, sometimes there are things that you need to get now, and there's sometimes there's some opportunities that you might be able to enjoy now. So yeah, definitely keep that in mind. So, well, I think that's about it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. But if you guys have any questions, or if you don't like what we said, or you do like what we said, let us know yeah, about it. Not. Just go on our website, www.willandcody.com. If you've got a question, just send it over. Uh, we'll answer it on the podcast. Any comments, we'll read it, and um, we'll see you guys next week. See you guys.